I set out on a journey to Kakimbo, and thence through Guasco to Copiapo, where Captain Fitzroy kindly offered to pick me up in the Beagle. The distance in a straight line along the shore northward is only 420 miles, but my mode of travelling made it a very long journey. I bought four horses and two mules, the latter carrying the luggage on alternate days. The six animals together only cost the value of twenty-five pounds sterling, and at Copiapo I sold them again for twenty-three. We travelled in the same independent manner as before, cooking our own meals and sleeping in the open air. As we rode towards the Vino del Mar, I took a farewell view of Valparaiso and admired its picturesque appearance. For geological purposes I made a detour from the high road to the foot of the Bell of Quixota. We passed through an alluvial district rich in gold to the neighbourhood of La Marche where we slept. Washing for gold supports the inhabitants of numerous hovels scattered along the sides of each little rivulet. But, like all those whose gains are uncertain, they are unthrifty in all their habits, and consequently poor. 28. In the afternoon we arrived at a cottage at the foot of the Bell Mountain. The inhabitants were freeholders, which is not very usual in Chile. They supported themselves on the produce of a garden and a little field, but were very poor. Capital is here so deficient that the people are obliged to sell their green corn while standing in the field in order to buy necessaries for the ensuing year. Wheat, in consequence, was dearer in the very district of its production than at Valparaiso, where the contractors live. The next day we joined the main road to Coquimbo. At night there was a very light shower of rain. This was the first drop that had fallen since the heavy rain of September 11th and 12th, which detained me a prisoner at the baths of Coquines. The interval was seven and a half months, but the rain this year in Chile was rather later than usual. The distant Andes were now covered by a thick mass of snow and were a glorious sight. May 2nd. The road continued to follow the coast at no great distance from the sea. The few trees and bushes which are common in central Chile decreased rapidly in numbers and were replaced by a tall plant something like a yucca in appearance. The surface of the country, on a small scale, was singularly broken and irregular, abrupt little peaks of rock rising out of small plains or basins. The indented coast and the bottom of the neighbouring sea, studded with breakers, would, if converted into dry land, present similar forms and such a conversion without doubt has taken place in the parts over which we rode. Third, Kilimari to Conchali. The country became more and more barren. In the valleys there was scarcely sufficient water for any irrigation, and the intermediate land was quite bare, not supporting even goats. In the spring, after the winter showers, a thin pasture rapidly springs up, and cattle are then driven down from the Cordillera, to graze for a short time. It is curious to observe how the seeds of the grass and other plants seem to accommodate themselves, as if by an acquired habit, to the quantity of rain which falls upon different parts of this coast. One shower far northward at Copiapo produces as great an effect on the vegetation as two at Guasco and three or four in this district. At Valparaiso a winter so dry as greatly to injure the pasture would at Guasco produce the most unusual abundance. 
Proceeding northward, the quantity of rain does not appear to decrease in strict proportion to the latitude. At Conchali, which is only 67 miles north of Valparaiso, rain is not expected till the end of May, whereas at Valparaiso some generally falls early in April. The annual quantity is likewise small in proportion to the lateness of the season at which it commences. Fourth, finding the coast road devoid of interest of any kind, we turned inland towards the mining district and valley of Illapel. This valley, like every other in Chile, is level, broad, and very fertile. It is bordered on each side either by cliffs of stratified shingle or by bare rocky mountains. Above the straight line of the uppermost irrigating ditch, all is brown as on a high road, while all below is of as bright a green as verdigris from the beds of alfalfa, a kind of clover. We proceeded to Los Hornos, another mining district, where the principal hill was drilled with holes.